Welcome to Living Life. May the Lord bless you as you walk together with Him today. A couple of years ago, together with my son, who was a teenager, uh, I got to go visit uh, some places in Turkey, especially a huge temple of uh, Diana. And then as I was seeing uh, so many uh, different uh, grand uh, just uh, uh, place and then setting, one of the things that caught my attention was and right by it, and there was a, a place where a lot of prostitution and then sexual activity uh, took place. Well, you probably know, in many different religions, and then together with the temple worship, and there was uh, sex, and there was uh, connected and together with that. But we know the scripture, especially in Old Testament, and then uh, reminds us and then keeps sex away from you know, worship together with God. Uh, the question uh, we may have, is it sex wrong? And no, uh, sex is God's idea. Uh, but there are some principles that we need to think as we think about how it relates in our worship with God. Let's think about it together in today's passage. Leviticus chapter 15 verses 19 through 33. When a woman has her regular flow of blood, the impurity of her monthly period will last seven days, and anyone who touches her will be unclean till evening. Anything she lies on during her period will be unclean, and anything she sits on will be unclean. Anyone who touches her bed will be unclean. They must wash their clothes and bathe with water, and they will be unclean till evening. Anyone who touches anything she sits on will be unclean. They must wash their clothes and bathe with water, and they will be unclean till evening. Whether it is the bed or anything she was sitting on, when anyone touches it, they will be unclean till evening. If a man has sexual relations with her and her monthly flow touches him, he will be unclean for seven days. Any bed he lies on will be unclean. When a woman has a discharge of blood for many days at a time other than her monthly period, or has a discharge that continues beyond her period, she will be unclean as long as she has the discharge, just as in the days of her period. Any bed she lies on while her discharge continues will be unclean, as is her bed during her monthly period, and anything she sits on will be unclean as during her period. Anyone who touches them will be unclean. They must wash their clothes and bathe with water, and they will be unclean till evening. When she is cleansed from her discharge, she must count off seven days, and after that she will be ceremonially clean. 
On the eighth day, she must take two doves or two young pigeons and bring them to the priest at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The priest is to sacrifice one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. In this way, he will make atonement for her before the Lord for the uncleanness of her discharge. You must keep the Israelites separate from things that make them unclean, so they will not die in their uncleanness for defiling my dwelling place, which is among them. These are the regulations for a man with a discharge, for anyone made unclean by an emission of semen, for a woman in her monthly period, for a man or a woman with a discharge, and for a man who has sexual relations with a woman who is ceremonially unclean. In today's passage, similar to yesterday's passage, it speaks about uh, sexual uh, just a discharge, especially for women, you know, the bleeding uh, that is uh, connected with a sexual organ, and then how that is uh, just regulated here. Again, it speaks about two parts, and one that is uh, uh, usual, uh, the period, and then the blood that comes out and then how to you know respond after that and then unusual one when there is continuing and discharge of blood and then what that happens well as we talked about yesterday and then this is considered unclean thing and then because of that and then people are kept away from coming to god you know, for people with a period, especially ladies with a period of uh, usually seven days, and after that, they need to uh, uh, stay away for additional seven days. And then after that, and then they come after cleaning with uh, the water, and they come to, and, uh, uh, and then they are uh, restored. And that's a, a usual way. But unusual uh, discharge, and after they're done, uh, seven days, and then cleansing with water, and then they come and then offer sacrifice. Uh, people that go to regular monthly, you know, the period, and then seven days, and after they're cleansing, um, and they are restored. But then, you know, people that have had a, uh, just an unusual discharge, they needed to come and offer uh, sacrifice and through which that and they were then brought uh, to you know, God and I was thinking oh my uh, does this mean that so many ladies were not able to come and worship God um, you know what happened but then one other thing is uh, onset of puberty back then uh, probably uh, came uh, later uh, so and then the uh, the you know the, uh, the menstruation also ended earlier too, so the period time uh, probably was shorter. But what's also interesting is uh, uh, the people who were pregnant, and uh, many times these are uh, ladies who uh, were married and then were pregnant uh, for many times uh, for you know quite long time, and so they probably did not experience you know as much of separation in this way. But then, when they do have this period and after seven days, seven days of not able to come to, uh, you know, the temple and connect together with God. 
in one sense, uh, we can look at it and say, oh my, you know, such a, a regulation that's keeping uh, people, especially women, away. Uh, but then on the other side, it is a provision you know, when they go through, uh, you know, the, the monthly period and then seven days where they don't have to uh, do go back to their normal things. And they can have time and to just uh, uh, ready and then uh, be uh, rested and to be able to uh, go back. And so in one sense, we see together with God's principles, there is a provision and that God was making for uh, the ladies. Uh, that's uh, kind of what we can uh, think about. It's interesting, even here, uh, it, uh, you know, later on verses, and verses 31, you must keep Israelites separate from things that keep them unclean, so that they will not die in their uncleanness for defiling my dwelling place. Uh, the thing that we see here is, you know, again, and uh, God is holy God, and God reminds you know Israel people to keep things, uh, the unclean things uh, that defile, and and then if they are unclean, to stay away uh, from the Lord, and that's uh, from the Lord's presence, and that's what we see because God is holy God, and that we need to uh, be kept separate. But here, interesting thing is. You know, in this verse it says, when they come and then they may defile my uh, dwelling. Uh, that's what it says. Uh, if you pause here and then think about uh, the lady that had an unusual discharge of blood in uh, Jesus, uh, uh, encounter with Jesus. And there was a lady that had an unusual discharge of blood. And then she came and reached out and touched Jesus. In touching Jesus, uh, he, she made Jesus defile unclean. But then, that's what Jesus came to do. Through becoming unclean uh, in place because of her and then because he became defiled and unclean. And then he took her sin and then her, you know, the uh, uh, weight of all that sin. And Jesus went to the cross and because of that, and Jesus was able to proclaim and then and say uh, that you are clean and then made her uh, clean. Well, uh, here, you know, as we are thinking about uh, these uh, unclean and then clean, Again, we are reminded uh, Jesus came and so that although we are unclean and we were unclean and because he became unclean for us, that we are now clean and made clean and are able to boldly come to worship God and have a relationship with him. As we look at uh, this passage, we see uh, these uh, regulations uh, teach us about you know, God's holiness, but also uh, gives us a provision and then also protects us in many, many ways. 
And then we are also reminded that Jesus, who came and became the sacrifice for us, and then makes a way for us to come to uh, be restored uh, in our relationship with Him. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice and to which that we receive forgiveness and cleansing. And God, we thank you. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. For a single soul, reaching a world that's stepping in closer. 